It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Back Program. 888-727-BECK. Some great news to share. Yeah, last week, yes, we lost Wayne Messam. There was an end to Messamentum. Messamentum or Messamania? Uh, well, both. Both? Both are gone. I mean, he, he did yeah. receive $5 in donations last quarter. No denying that. Five individual dollars, I no believe, denying from it. one person. But <laughs> five individual dollars. But $5. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll get you somewhere in a race. Imagine if he would have unleashed that <clears throat> in this oh. case. I mean, he never. my understanding is he didn't spend it. But if he had <laughs> unleashed that into this uh, primary, the whole thing would have been upside down. It, it, it goes into chaos at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the grief that we all feel because Wayne Messam is not in the race any longer is mitigated somewhat by the announcement of Michael Bloomberg over the weekend. Mm. So great that Michael Bloomberg is going to run for president. I mean, here's just a few of the things that he's going to be bringing to the table. Mike Bloomberg started as a middle-class kid who had to work his way through college. He started as a kid. built a business from a single room to a global entity, creating tens of thousands of good-paying jobs along the way. He could have stopped there. Could have. But when New York suffered the terrible tragedy of Mm 9-11, he took charge, becoming a three-term mayor who brought a city back from the ashes and brought back jobs and hope with it, Mm. creating tens of thousands of affordable housing units so families could have a decent place to live, raising teachers' salaries and kids' graduation rates, and creating a more open and livable city for the millions who call it home. He could have stopped there, but when he witnessed the terrible toll of gun violence, he put his money where his heart is, helping to create a movement to take on the NRA and the politicians they They own to protect families across this country and help turn the tide. And he's funded college educations for thousands of deserving low-income and middle-class kids. Could he stop there? He probably stopped so much. He probably stopped the there. Lobby and the outright <gasps> denial of this administration to yeah. protect the only home we have from the growing menace of climate change. I'm guessing, change. did, did he stop? he sees a different kind of menace coming from Washington. Uh-oh. So there's no stopping no stop. here. Oh, because there's an America waiting to be rebuilt. Sure, everyone sure. without health insurance mm-hmm. is guaranteed to get it. And everyone who likes theirs can go ahead and keep it. Yeah, we've heard that Where before. the wealthy will pay more in taxes. Oh, good. And the struggling middle class will get their <laughs> fair share. Let's get those um, rich jobs people. Jobs that just allow you to get by mm-hmm. will become jobs that let you get ahead. Wow. Mike Bloomberg for president, jobs creator, leader, problem solver. Oh. It's going to take all three to build back a country. It sure oh. is. So make America great again is now rebuild America, which is essentially like the, I mean, it's, it's the same kind of slogan, the same thing. Yeah. Right? Same slogan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's a fascinating. It's a, this is a fascinating experiment. And my, my there's a million things to talk about on Mike Bloomberg, most of which are just topics on talk radio because he's not going to win the nomination but my favorite part of this is can we finally put to rest the idea that you can buy an election that if you have so much money you can put all your money in there and you can buy an election he's going to attempt Mm -hmm. it here the man has 50 billion dollars he is the ninth richest person on earth yeah he is going to dump so much money into this campaign. Well, he's starting with $30 million right 30 now. $30 million. And right it, off the top. They say it's the biggest spend in any week in any campaign in American history, including the general election. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. And a meaningless, nowhere week around and Thanksgiving. And there's no way. I mean, 
what the ego it must take oh. to believe you can win this thing mm-hmm. when everyone knows you don't have a shot. Oh. There's no chance he wins. His chance is it's got to be less than 1%. There's no way people are clamoring for a Michael Bloomberg presidency. I don't think most of the Bloomberg family is, I don't think is, so. is clamoring for that. No, I don't think they are. Uh, and you know he's going to try essentially a variation of the Giuliani approach which is skip all the early states. Is he still going to do that? Because I read an article where he was all in now. Oh, he is? That's what I heard. Because but... he's not even on the ballot in New Hampshire, as far as I know. I, I don't think he is. I know he made the uh, the Alabama ba- ballot, and he can get on whatever ballot he wants. Yeah. But the at least the reporting I heard this morning, again, confirmed that he was planning on skipping the first four states. So he would come in on Super Tuesday. Wow. And that's why he's going to be able to spend... So much money because... Bad strategy, though, because it'll be over by then. It, w- it certainly was for Giuliani. Remember when he waited in Florida for everybody yeah. to catch up to him? Yeah. And they'd already <laughs> passed him by. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye-bye. <laughs> it did not work. It did not work. I mean, you know, Rubio sort of did that in the, last, uh, in the last primary as well. He tried to compete in certain early states, but he, is, he went all in on Florida. Mm-hmm. And again, that, that didn't work. Doesn't seem to be one of those things that, that works all that well. But think about this, Pat. Here's a guy who is $50 billion uh, of wealth, and he says he might spend up to a billion dollars on this campaign. A billion. Wow. And this is an experiment that's never been tried, really. I mean, Ross Perot, obviously, is the most obvious example. He comes in with his own money. He has a lot to spend, but he didn't spend anywhere close. I mean, I think he might have spent 60 or $70 million the entire campaign. And he was running for a general and had to get on, on ballots as an independent. Mm-hmm. Trump ran last time, kind of talked about self-funding, but never... I mean, he spent he probably, he probably spent about $50 million of his own money on the campaign, which is a hell of a lot of money. But it, that's not a self-funding thing. I mean, he was still doing, uh, getting a lot of donations and got tons of help money-wise from the RNC and all these other sources. There was a, one attempt back in, I think it was 1980, where the libertarian candidate... They put a um, they put one of the Koch brothers was the vice presidential candidate, so they could spend whatever they wanted, and it was a Koch brother at the number two slot, and you know it helped. I mean, they had I think their highest vote total of the entire party's history, with the exception of you know 2016, um, was the was the one that beat it with Gary Johnson. Um, but still, like it, it's an interesting thought in that all of these problems that you have as a candidate. When you go out and you're trying to go raise money and you're trying to, you know, kiss butt to everybody. I mean, they're saying Bloomberg's not even going to be out doing speeches. He's just running ads. He's like running a, a campaign like like a fantasy team. You know, he's just it's, mm. it's he's not going out. He's not training. He's not running sprints. He's not learning plays. He's just the fantasy team GM. And he's kind of <laughs> running ads. and You can spend mm-hmm. them. And, you know, it's a well done ad. If you if yeah. any of that stuff appeals to you. I don't know that any of it does appeal to uh, the Democratic Party today. Taking a match, the U.S. Constitution doesn't appeal to you? Like, yeah, well, a, like I mean, just burn up the well, U.S. Constitution. Well, that should appeal, though, it to should, the yeah, Democratic Party. Should. That should, he should just say he's doing that. <laughs> More coming up in 60 seconds. Just a quick reminder, too. Michael Bloomberg's sucked as new york city mayor <laughs> let's, let's not forget he banned salt or tried, tried to, to. Mm-hmm. he tried to ban salt uh and i think did ban the 16 ounce soda right 
Yeah, you couldn't get 32. a 16 ounce. Was it 32? I thought it was 32. You could Maybe. only go up to 16 ounces, something like that, which made him the my number one enemy on earth. Right. Uh, because soda is the most important <laughs> thing in my life. But you could buy five 12 ounce and drink them all. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's stupid. It everyone, was ridiculous. Everyone showed how ridiculous it was and, and yeah. silly it was almost immediately. And the salt thing is funny because we've talked about this before, that the, the latest science on salt uh, shows that it actually isn't harmful. Right. Uh, it, which is hilarious because they've been talking about this for such a long time. And you go back and look at the history of, of the salt thing. It doesn't even, it's not even true. You know what else so, isn't terribly awful for you if you just do it in moderation? Soda. I mean, you could have a soda every once in a while. It's not going to be a big deal. Oh yeah, right. And, uh, I mean, or you could do what I do and have twelve a day, right? And that that is okay too, <laughs> you know. Uh, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. He's and, not a freedom guy, though. Michael Bloomberg no. is not a do what you want to do kind of guy. Yeah, there's a certain brand of politician, and and they come from <laughs> both sides, right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. go back to Al Gore on lyrics in rap songs. You remember back in the day, right. Alan Tipper, right? That sort of came this, with the warning labels. Yeah. So it was it was Tipper Gore that was behind all that. Yeah. There's sort of parental uh, uh, thing that they that some certain politicians do, and one who does mm-hmm. it on uh, you know, quote unquote the right. However, you see him is Mike Huckabee. He's the same way, where like he wants to make sure. Look, yes, I'm I'm on board with Michelle Obama's, you know, don't put too much you know crappy food in kids' lunches uh, plan, and and let Jeez. me let's make these this illegal because I think it's bad, and this should be illegal because I think it's bad. It, it, this it's this parental uh, or almost a maternal. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, uh, thought of the it way it is because to, they know better. Because they know better. And mm-hmm. that's Bloomberg 100%. Yes. He's totally down that road. And there's some things about that that appeal, I think, to Democrats, right? Where mm-hmm. you said, you know, p- letting the Constitution on fire, there's an argument to make that he should just make that his campaign slogan. Right. I'm Michael Bloomberg. I will light the Constitution mm-hmm. on fire. And it might actually work in the Democratic primary right now. Seems to be what they want uh, when you look at the, yeah, with, with who they're choosing. But Bloomberg is at least seen as a centrist, used to be a Republican. Then he was an of. independent. Then he's an independent. And then he's just full-fledged Democrat. Yes. And so I don't think there's much hunger for him. Bloomberg's a guy who has all sorts of weird Me Too problems, which has not been investigated, but will I'm not be. not sure I know about the Me Too problems of Bloomberg. Yeah. I, he, I haven't heard about that. He's apologized for some of it. Um I wouldn't say it's not Harvey Weinstein stuff we're talking about. It's it's stuff where he was very dismissive of women at okay. the workplace. Um, he is known as a guy. Uh, there's there's a profile that was written a few years ago about Bloomberg, and he's talking to a reporter. And uh, if you have a child in your car, it might be a good time to turn the radio down for a second. He's talking to a reporter, and they're at like a party with all these you know beautiful people and their beautiful gowns walking around, and he's. This person is trying to, you know, you know what these profiles are like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you, they're super in depth. They analyze everything you do. You know what I mean? The, all the color mm-hmm. of every moment is there. You're like a fly on the wall in the room with whoever's being profiled. So at one point, a beautiful woman walks by, I believe in her 20s. And, uh, and Bloomberg blurts out to, to the reporter standing right there. Man, she's got a, she got a hell of an ass on her, huh? Oh, golly. And it come, comes, it's in the profile, yeah. right? Like, you can't, that's not a thing that, I mean, you have And to, this happened when? I, think we, was, I want know? to say it was 2013. It's, uh, not, a, it's not a long time ago. recently. Yeah, it's not like we're going back to the 80s for this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there is a, uh, there's no fit, there's no sensible, logical fit for Mike Bloomberg to win this nomination. It is purely mm-hmm. 
an ego thing. It's purely he thinks he's the only person who can do this, right? It's a big deal. And Mm -hmm. what I find interesting about this, maybe the biggest part of this, is there has been this thing in politics where we've been told over and over and over and over again, we have to do something about money in politics because you can just buy elections. And we've said how many times? It's just not true. Where is the evidence of this? Right. It has nothing to do with who spends more money. Donald Trump spent nothing compared to Hillary Clinton and won that election. Mm-hmm. It is not a, it's not about that. Michael Bloomberg is going to come in here and have a war chest of $50 billion, the, the ninth largest war chest of any person on earth, to come in here and try to win an election against people like Andrew Yang and uh, Cory Booker. And if you can't do that, if you can't beat the mayor of South Bend, Indiana with $50 billion... I don't think he's going to. I don't think he is either. Not only is he not going to win the election, he's not going to beat maybe even Andrew Yang. I, I I don't see him getting past... Isn't Yang up to like 4%? I don't see Bloomberg, Bloomberg much higher than 4%. Yeah, I mean, Yang's actually done really well with this election. He and has. He, and he's. I think he's. he stands out of this field as someone who is at least honest... And mm-hmm. well-reasoned, though I disagree with his reasoning on almost all the things he's talking about, he at least knows what he's talking about. Unlike someone like Elizabeth Warren, who's just saying whatever thing she can say to try to vilify people who are wealthy. She's just start graving nuts. Yeah, she's just nuts. And it's, it gets worse and worse every day. She, uh, she is, she, you know, and you know what's going to be really fun to watch is if what looks like ha- is happening in the polls with her falling continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh man, her in ultimate flail mode is going to be fantastic. It's going to be. Fun. It's going to be. It might be be better, be, better be, be better than Beto. It might be better than Beto. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Clint back with Pat and Stu coming up. Stu, you were just talking about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, her tax plan is a pretty good one. You know, I I think you were alluding to the fact that it might be crazy, but I. I <laughs> I don't know. Really? Listen to this. Democratic presidential uh, candidate Elizabeth Warren has unveiled sweeping tax proposals that would push federal tax rates on some billionaires and multimillionaires above 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Now, is that their fair share? If you just take more than everything they have, that's not their fair share yet. No. They've got to take some from other people, too, and give it to you. I think we have to take money from poor people to give to billionaires for them to pay in taxes. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my proposal. Uh, so potential tax rates over 100% could result from the combination of tax increases she's proposing. She wants to return the top income tax rate to 396 from 37% now. Then she wants to impose a new 50, well, it's 14.8%. It's almost 15% tax for Social Security. Wow. A new, wow. Wow. Amazing. And then that's one of those that never end. Now, if you, at some point for, you know, people who make over a certain amount of money, it, the, it, they stop taking it from you during the year because they've taken everything they can. Right. It's, it's a, a little over $100,000. Yeah, it's yeah. maxed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be maxed out anymore. So it's just 15% that. the whole year. Oh, cool. Uh, isn't that wonderful? And it would add an annual tax of up to 6% on accumulated wealth and require rich investors to pay capital gains taxes at the same rate as income tax. So that'd be another 39.6% on your capital gains, which is a double tax because you've already paid taxes (laughs) on the income. Right. 
But other than that, so if you if you take a billionaire with a thousand dollar investment who earns a six percent return or sixty bucks, they receive a capital gain, dividend or interest. If all of Warren's taxes are implemented, he could owe fifty eight point two percent of that or thirty five dollars in federal tax. Plus, his entire investment would incur a six percent wealth tax. That's at least six sixty dollars. Then the result is a tax as high as $95 on income of $60 for a combined tax rate of 158%. Now, is that too Is that fair? That's fair, right? (laughs) Because it's funny. We've tried many times to pin down the left on what the fair share number is. Yes. I don't think I've even ever heard them get to 158 before. I feel like 158... I think you're in safe, fair territory there. Yeah, that's probably fair, right? Everything you earn plus another half of what you earn (laughs) plus a little more. And I'm not sure where that comes from, but uh, that's up to you to figure it out. A lot of this comes from, uh, too, her wealth tax, which is blatantly unconstitutional, uh, was discussed for a very long time. There's a reason why they needed the 16th Amendment to have an income tax in the first place and specifically did not allow for things like the wealth tax when it occurred. Uh, but whatever, we're just going to ignore the Constitution here right. for a second. Again, I'm Michael Bloomberg. I'm setting a fire to the Constitution, and I want to be your president. And Elizabeth Warren is certainly has already blazed that path. So, but when you start taking money that's already been earned, and mm-hmm. as you point out, already been taxed, then mm-hmm. it goes into investments and gets taxed again, and then it's sitting in your bank account, and then it gets taxed again. I mean, if you start taxing the same dollar this many times, you can get over 100%. Right. Yeah, because now you've taxed it three times. <laughs> At least. And when they spend it, you're taxing it again. That's right? un- unbelievable. It's incredible it's unbelievable. how much they will do. And if you die, they're going to tax it again. They're going to take half of what you've accumulated, and you've already paid taxes on all of that. I know. In some cases, triple taxes on all of that. It's, it's, it's hard crazy. to know unbelievable. To whether – it doesn't feel like to me, as a person who's grown up here in the United States – that something like this could be possible. That right. a person who's, who's advocating things like this and trying to vilify people for being successful in this country could possibly win the election. But we but shouldn't bl- brush it off. Yeah, I don't know. Especially when it gets to a in one-on-one thing, anything can happen. With the media behind uh, the right. other side, uh, anything can happen. Right. It doesn't seem like, it, you know, you, you can get elected in Cuba maybe doing this. You can get elected in Venezuela doing this. I mean, with the help of, you know, maybe some some of the opposition people being murdered on the, along the way. But Here. she's among the leaders. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe, but there it is. More patents too for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program. Patents too for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Triple eight seven two seven beck We were talking about Michael Bloomberg, some of his issues as he jumps into the presidential campaign uh it's interesting because i, I don't know that these have been highly publicized <laughs> but he's got some issues here he does have some some <clears throat> me too issues mm-hmm. and i don't know if it's exactly me too issues you know when you say me too and this is one of the problems with the whole term and hashtag and movement or any movement you name after a hashtag uh, one of the issues with it is it, it just encompasses so such a wide variety of behavior. Mm-hmm. It's like everything from 
I murdered 47 women to I once brushed into someone on the subway. It's all included in Me Too. It's yes. like everything from like Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer. I asked her out twice. Right. And she said no both times. Right. That's, that's a Me Too violation. Or you actually ask someone out. They say yes. You have a consensual relationship. But I think because she earns $10,000 a year less than you, you have too much power. And mm-hmm. therefore, it's a Me Too violation. <laughs> all the way up to, uh, you know, something they're making like true crime documentaries about on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, that entire range is Me Too. So this would be more on the low end of the Me Too movement. But let me give you a couple of these. Uh, Bloomberg, as I mentioned, and again, this is, gets a little salty if you happen to have kids in the car here on the uh, Thanksgiving vacation. Uh, Bloomberg reportedly saying to a journalist and the journalist friend as he gazed at a woman at a holiday party, look at the ass on her. He denies that one, of course. There were two mm-hmm. witnesses, which, uh, you know, so it seems like he probably did. And there's a bunch of others he doesn't really deny. Um, B- Bloomberg, according to a top aide, see- seeing attractive women and reflexively remarking, uh, this isn't the exact words they use here, but nice boobs mm-hmm. is basically... What mm-hmm. he would say. Then Bloomberg mm-hmm. mocking Christine Quinn, the then Speaker of the New York City Council, for going too long between her hair colorings. <laughs> she said, the couple of weeks before I need to get my hair colored, Quinn once said, he'll say, do you pay a lot to make your hair to be two colors because it's now three with the gray? <laughs> no, that's... Then um, Bloomberg mocking Quinn again, saying um, because she fails to wear heels at public events. I was at a parade with him once, and he said, what are those? They're comfortable, she said. And he said, I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. (laughs) Bloomberg quoted by colleagues as saying, if women wanted to be appreciated for their brains, they'd go to the library instead of Bloomingdale's. Oh, no. And Bloomberg asked in the deposition, have you ever made a comment to the effect that you would like to, quote, do that piece of meat? Um, Bloomberg replied, I don't recall ever using the term meat. <laughs> um, so if you kind of see this here, uh, I they're tend... not really strong denials, no, are they? There's not really a lot of strong denials, no. and I, this is a, apparently a very well known thing. You know, it's New York, so there's so a lot he of says reporters. Creepy things, yeah. And now I would he... say this is this more puts him in the category of being a, a jerk, yeah, than yeah. than, than a Harvey Weinstein or sexual harasser, right? It, it's not the same exact type of thing, mm-hmm. but it's something you'd think in the Democratic primary would not work. Right. Right. Stop and frisk. He had in New York City, uh, which, you know, arguably uh, did wind up uh, doing a lot in that Mm -hmm. city. That was his policy. It was his policy. And he's now come out and apologized for it because Uh you're not allowed to hold that policy. Not in the Democratic Party. Right. So that's gone. And then, you know, the other thing you hear in his ad, which I find to be fascinating, is he kind of just lists off all the amazing things he's done. Mm -hmm. And this is typical of politicians. Right. I did this. I did that. I took on this. I took on that. But has he won any of the things he took on? Like, for example, he brings up coal and he brings up uh, the climate. Like, has the climate been solved because of his efforts? I, I, if it has, I, great. It's great news. No, but he took it on. He took it on. Yeah, he took it on. And he spent a bunch of his money mm-hmm. trying to get coal plants shut down. Now, of course, what happened was some coal plants have shut down uh, for multiple reasons. One, government regulation. Two, natural gas is, is, winds up being a better product. And people like it more. Mm-hmm. So we're using that instead. We're using a different fossil fuel. But that's not because of Michael Bloomberg convincing anybody. Yeah. And th- and, and another point, uh, Barack Obama took that on long before he became he became mayor. Well, yeah. no. Well, not it was be- after yeah. he became mayor. Yeah. But 
But he took it on on a national scale and said that they can build these power plants, but they're going to go bankrupt if they do because he was going to regulate them so hard. Yeah, that was part of his campaign. And, and he shut down hundreds of coal-fired now, power plants. Bloomberg basically takes credit for this, uh, influencing government regulation to shut these things down. Again, that might play in the Democratic Party. Does that play to Americans where you're, you're using your money to, to manipulate government laws to take away people's businesses? Like, I sounds glorious. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, guns. Did he solve the gun violence problem? Because he keeps bragging about how much he's, he's stopped that. And it, mm-hmm. the problem is if, if Democrats have solved all these problems, they've got nothing to run on. Right. Like if right. He, they keep saying how bad the gun violence problem is at the same time bragging about taking it on. Well, what is your taking it on done? Made Nothing. it worse. Yeah. I mean, it, mm-hmm. to your, if, by your telling, it's made it worse. And then I think people still drink soda. I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> it seems relatively common. Yes. And they use salt. And they use salt. And he tried to ban that. Couldn't get that done. So I just don't know where he the appetite is. He did close down was. a lot of streets in New York, if I remember correctly. He That's made right. them. He made them. Uh, he made traffic by vehicle forbidden mm-hmm. in certain areas, mm-hmm. which made getting around in New York more difficult, impossible. Which was great. It's already terrible. <laughs> it was yes, and he made it worse. And he's also this type of guy who <clears throat> will use his power for whatever he wants, right? Like, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments to be made that he couldn't have done any of these things when he was mayor, but he did them anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think most fascinating is what are you going to hear if Donald Trump wins? Let's say Donald Trump. We go through 2020. Donald Trump wins. The day he's, uh, you know, it, it, this hits hits the left, and they realize it's, it's it's an actual thing. Number one, of course, what they're going to try to do is impeach him again over something, um, and they're going to go down that road. But what they're going to start doing is warning you that this guy is going to stay an extra term. He's going to blow off the Constitution, mm-hmm. and he's going to wind up going for an extra term. He's going to be a guy who who's going to be there for three or four or five terms. Who knows how long? Now, of course, you can go back and say, well, wasn't it your guy who was there for 500 terms and is the reason we have the constitutional amendment that limits it to two? I don't know if you remember. This was FDR. <laughs> wasn't it some you know, big Republican, a mm-hmm. big conservative? But beyond that, um, Bloomberg did that in New York. He oh, yeah. was lim- two-term limited there and led a campaign to get himself elected to change the Constitution to allow him to be elected for a third term, which actually worked, and he was successful. The, one of the reasons it worked it was because it was in the middle of the uh, financial crisis, and people were like, well, we don't want to change, and, and he, he knows a lot about money, I think, so keep him there. But he actually got a third term. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, are the, how is the left going to make that argument, which they will make, by the way, if Trump wins? Yeah, they will. If they nominate Michael Bloomberg, who is the, you know, he's, he's the trailblazer on this particular thing. The Bloomberg thing isn't going to happen, right? It's not, he's not going to win. He honestly would probably have a better chance if he ran as an independent, right? Out of this primary process, Mm -hmm. jumped in on his own, wait to see, you know, because he keeps saying he doesn't want Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. They're too socialist. Well, if one of those, those guys wins, then you jump in and maybe, you know, you, you run as an independent. That would probably be a more realistic path for him to make a dent here. He's not going to win in this field. And they don't want him. Nobody wants mm. Michael Bloomberg. Nobody wants him. That's why they don't I was, want him. Wants money. I was so surprised to see him actually get into this because who was clamoring for this? Nobody. No. Nobody was. Nobody said, you know, we've got really crappy. Well, they're saying that they've got bad choices, but nobody has said, hey, and I sure wish that 
great option, Michael Bloomberg would jump in here to give us a better choice. Nobody wants that. Yeah. I mean, they want they might want Michelle Obama or mm-hmm. or Hillary even. Uh, but mm. they don't want Michael Bloomberg. They I don't, don't think want they Hillary even either. want Hillary. No. Michelle Obama, they would love to have. They would love that. Or o- Oprah. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Some, yes. Yeah. It, uh, it's funny, mm. too. One other part of this, which is interesting, I think, is the Billionaire Club's a pretty exclusive club. What's there? You know, a few hundred of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they all sort of compete with each other. And for a very long time, Donald Trump was seen as this sort of like low-level billionaire to these other billionaires, right? Like, uh, this is, you know, they, they, it used to be explained as uh, Donald Trump is is a rich person for poor people, right? Like, poor people see Donald Trump as the ultimate rich person, but rich people don't see Donald Trump as, as the ultimate rich pe- person. They see him as, like, you know, like like a more like almost like a consumer facing object right as opposed to some well done research if you think of it like mm-hmm. it's like he's like an advertising guy he's a guy who's like making money off of his name he's on tv all the time where the people like bloomberg are serious and they've created real businesses and they've mm-hmm. created real value and they're doing real dude he's just like a he's a sideshow he's a cartoon and that was the way trump was seen within that community for years and years and of course it bothered i think donald trump i mean there's a lot of reporting that it did However, I mean, it's hard for him. I mean, the guy is the president of the United States now. So he's won here, right? Like, he's no longer, you can't criticize him in that way anymore. And I think a lot of these, remember, there's two billionaires running in the Democratic primary right now. Tom Steyer is also running and trying to do mm-hmm. a very similar thing to limited success, but some uh, in, the, in, the, in the early states. And Bloomberg is now trying this. There's this thing, I think, there's this competition among billionaires. Where they see what Trump has accomplished. If Trump can do that, of course I can do it. I'm much better. I'm much smarter. I'm, I have more money than he does. Yep. And there's this weird competition that goes on there for, uh, it's not even about money. It's about pride. It's about accomplishment. And Bloomberg, I think, that is where he sees himself in this, in this race. Steyer is a real ideologue. Steyer is a... Big time, like he's Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders level ideologue that happens to have a lot of money. Yeah. Which is why I, I could, you could see a situation where, and she's not going to win, but like a Kamala Harris wins the presidency and you put someone like Tom Steyer as your VP, because again, then Steyer can spend all of his money on the campaign, mm-hmm. whether you like, and he's, he's aligned quite well with the Democrats. Bloomberg isn't though. There's no, there's no ticket. I mean, maybe he would fit on a Joe Biden ticket or something. I don't think he would take a VP slot, but still, like, there's a there's a situation where there is not a lot of thirst for a guy who's going to brag he used to be a Republican in this field. Right, that's not a thing that people no. want. Yeah, right. And I think, um, I, I think you're right about the about the uh, his fellow billionaires who are looking at Trump and thinking they can do the same thing. Oh yeah. And I think Mark Cuban's another one. I think Mark Cuban <laughs> would love to jump into this race somewhere oh, oh, because yeah. it eats him alive that Trump is the president of the United States and he's not. Yeah, I think he sees himself as a better version, right? Of, Definitely of Trump's. Yes. You know, and because yes. because there are different profiles. Well, I'm on of these TV guys. too. Yeah, I'm a billionaire too. I could do this better than Trump could. I'm way smarter than him. I've dealt with him before. I'm smarter than him. I'm uh-huh. better. Than, I, they all look they all when you're a billionaire. That. Of course, you kind of feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. Of course you do. You've accomplished a lot. You've built something that no one else can do. You're in the you know very top echelons of society. People do things for you all the time. Mm-hmm. You basically win all the time. You're used to it. 
And then you see this guy who you thought your entire life is is this kind of pathetic entry into your little club. The guy, it's <laughs> like the guy in, you know, uh, Rodney Dangerfield in Caddyshack, right? Like that's yeah. Trump to these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're all around there having their nice little golf tournaments and this guy's building condos next door and he's got <laughs> like the exactly la- like that. he's got a stereo on his golf bag that he's blasting. Yep. yep. You know, and and he's <laughs> making all sorts of rude comments and everyone's like, "Oh, I can't believe him take that hat. Oh, you know, <laughs> did you get a free bowl of soup with that hat?" You know, I mean, like it's that mm-hmm. point where they see him as this invader into their cool thing. And then, like, it's time to wait. Well, we can beat him. Why don't we just step in? I've got way more money. I can spend whatever I want. I'll come in here and I'll crush this guy. He sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the mm-hmm. way they think about it. And they're going to find out that this little summary of the American people, which is so, so progressively typical, is to say that, because you ask anybody who brings up the point, hey, um, you know, I, I just don't want money taking over politics. I don't want anyone, I, I don't want to, you can go buy an election, he's going to go try to buy an election, that shouldn't be allowed. Ask any person who says that one question. Would you ever be won over by ads? If they ran like a thousand ads on your, t- let's just say they targeted only you with all their money, and every day all you did was wake up and there's billboards in front of your house with Michael Bloomberg's face, and every TV commercial is Michael Bloomberg telling you all the things that you want to hear, would you be won over by it? And what they will tell you every single time is, of course not. I'm not going to be won over by political ads. What they're mm-hmm. saying implicitly there is everyone else is lesser than me. I can do it. I can resist the ads. I can think for myself, but everyone but else can. is going to be fooled. Yeah. And I can't allow mm-hmm. other people to be fooled because their personal decision-making process isn't one that I approve of. It's so, it's so pathetic. Arrogant. It's so arrogant and so elitist and so condescending. Mm-hmm. And it's all built into that little phrase, and we're about to prove it wrong. It's not true that you can buy an election. It doesn't happen in this country. It's not true. Uh, and, you know, this has been a thing where you want to say the Koch brothers, they want to bring up their little boogeymen on the right all the time that are supposedly buying elections. Well, who's got, like, multiple billionaires in their field trying to do it? Not to mention multiple millionaires. I mean, Elizabeth right. Warren's got a lot of money, too. Andrew Yang's not not uh, not poor. Plus the unions who spend about three to four times what the Koch brothers do on elections. Yes. 888-727-BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. That's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about this uh, uh, Navy situation with the Navy SEAL. And uh, President Trump has been uh, pardoning people, uh, blocking their their trident being taken away as, as a SEAL. You know, they got the trident thing that mm-hmm. makes you a SEAL. And, and the, I guess the Navy was going to have a, have a hearing as to whether or not he got to keep that. The guy that was... Uh, he was accused of war crimes, but not convicted of them. Correct. And so that is a big controversy. The Secretary of the Navy uh, basically fired uh, overnight, um, which is a, you know, a big situation in, yeah. our, in, our, in our country. But I don't think the yeah. press understands it at all. You can hear by the way they're handling it. They have no idea how this plays to the American people. We'll get into that coming up on the Glenn Beck Program. That is good. You're listening to Glenn Beck.